And welcome back to this, the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Hey, we're in the car for today's episode. I uh, had to, based on, <laughs> based on, uh, this means nothing to nobody. Based on how uh, this week was going auditorily in my apartment, I was I will not be able to reshoot anything. So I said, move everything outside. <laughs> move everything. Uh, no, I, you know part part of it was also happenstance because I did shoot news time in the car, and I thought, why not why not do the constitutionals as well? Well, news time is more thematic. And the constitutionals is more because of the auditorial thing. So here we are, back in the car, episode 158, I believe, of the Constitutionals podcast. I'm not going to look. Who needs to look when you have uh, Christ on your side? <laughs> I'm sorry. I do, I do feel bad for saying that. Uh, I've, I've, I'm watching um, season five of The Amazing Race. Uh, the guys over at Never Not Funny would not stop talking about it. Of uh, about uh, Amazing Race, so I randomly chose a season. Actually, no, I googled what are the best seasons of The Amazing Race, and I, I sat down and decided that five five was in like the top. People had like top five lists. I, I so I said, you know what? Why not just choose one? Why not just choose one that's I've seen over and over again? So five is consistently in the top five. So I started uh, season five a couple of weeks ago, and uh, truth be told, I'm only three episodes in. <laughs> I'm basically watching one episode a week, right? And uh, boy, and boy, the, the Amazing Race and Survivor, they have like 34 seasons each. 20 some odd seasons, I believe, for Survivor and 34 or something like that for Amazing Race. Apparently, they, and I looked this up, they, and I did spoil the winner for myself, but whatever. Uh, but apparently, they shoot one ep- one season, like it takes like three weeks or so, three weeks to five weeks, something like that. So about, about basically a month to shoot an entire episode, which I think is... Um, Interesting to say the least. So, so anyway, one of the 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 these these people have themes, and for these uh, for this for the like like these people, some people could be like, uh, I'm a veteran, and my and my my and I'm my daughter. I'm just trying to prove to my daughter that I can I can I can do this, uh, and they do it in pairs, uh, and or like we're a married couple, and we're just trying to break the funk, or we're a young couple, and we're just trying to. Uh, to, to explore with each other. And there was, there's one couple who, <laughs> who said the, this guy, I think his name was, I don't know. I forgot his name, but uh, the guy goes, um, uh, we're Christian and we just want to show the followers uh, that we're strong followers of Christ or something like that. And I swear to you, every single time they do like every other time they have their talking head, they, they go, uh, the guy, the, the guy mentions, uh, I just, I just, I'm strong with Christ behind us. We can do anything. And it makes me laugh to no end. It is the funniest thing in the world because it's needless. <laughs> it's kind of like the producer said, Hey, uh, you know, you're Christian. Well, what does God think of this? What does God think of the amazing race? Ah, oh, so funny. Other people's, uh, faiths and beliefs. <laughs> Any hoosers. Let's get on with this episode of the Constitutionals. As you can see, my backdrop is the same place, nearly the same place I shot um, the, uh, sorry, I just saw somebody walking to their car. Ne- nearly the same place I shot the, con- the news time. News time is what the show is called. 
Little known fact about shooting news time on my phone. That's the second time I've done that in about four or five weeks I've shot news time with my phone. I use the phone for the camera for that. I'm using my phone for the camera for this. And a Pixel 2 XL. And oh boy. The the camera that while they take great pictures and while the video looks nice, the uh the camera otherwise, the phone itself is, you know, it's a little it's aged. It's about five years old at this point. Or f- no, five, because I got it when I graduated from college. Well, it's about five years old at this point, and uh, it's really showing its age. And the, but the video's never been good on Pixels. Um, if Google can do one thing right, it's the software. It's the hardware that uh, does not stand the test of time. Uh, let's get on with this because I only want to do 30 minutes. <laughs> so uh, so season finales have aired um, for uh, rush season finales because of this coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. And it's – you can really see where some shows it's they had pretty decent finales because they're already close to finales anyway. Uh, the flash ended on a cliffhanger, which they never really do. They, they usually tie up loose ends. Uh, I think they were like two episodes away from the finale and the flash this past week was, I think I would say pretty good. I don't know. I think uh, legends of tomorrow ended as well. Uh, Batwoman and Supergirl are ending uh, this, this coming Sunday and while the obviously we know that's not the true finale, and 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 they know it's not the true finale, the editors have done some great work, and the and I can I can only assume the producers are helping too. I was gonna say writers, but it doesn't make sense. The editors and the producers truly have done some some fantastic work uh, in order to make these rush seasons because of the pandemics, because shows couldn't finish shooting, they make them seem really good. Um, Law and Order SVU it just kind of ended with an, a regular episode of SVU. I wrote that down. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Those are the only shows that I uh, really sat down and watched <laughs> throughout this year. Um, and then Reno 911 premiered on Quibi. Uh, I think it actually premiered a couple weeks ago, and I just did not pay attention. Let's see. Let's let's pop open Quibi and see where Reno 911, uh, as you can, uh, if you know, my, my mobile office, instead of having the DSLR uh, with the Yeti mic and, and, uh, and uh, the TV as a monitor. When I'm in my mobile office, I've gotten it down. My phone or the GoPro is the camera. The iPad doubles as the laptop and the sound machine. The Zoom doubles as the mic uh, and everything. Uh, so Reno 911, as you can see, I watched one episode on Quibi, and it's it's tough to watch stuff on. Oh God! Oh no no no! Don't don't play! Don't play! Okay, uh, it's tough to watch stuff on Quibi. Uh, I believe. Apple users, iOS users, are now allowed to, or now have a way to put this on their Apple TVs. Uh, Android users have to wait a little bit, a little bit. Uh, but there is going to be twelve episodes. They're about oh, oh, truly under six to seven minutes. Uh, but everybody seems to be back, which is nice. I love Reno nine one one. At the, I was wondering at the end of this, it said, uh, it. it I, I was wondering if it was, in fact, a Comedy Central production. And at the end, it did say a Comedy Central production. So this is part of the Comedy Central fold. I guess they're producing shows for... And I guess Punk is an MTV show, too. And, that, and they're just producing it for Quibi. They couldn't find any way. You know, see, this is this is where Quibi... I Earlier, uh, and, we'll, and we'll go on to Quibi in a second because I have another story about that. But earlier, and I wonder if you can hear me because God bless it, these Apple headphones, earphones are are not good. True, true, true thing. I found these in college my junior year. They were sitting in front of a dorm and it was 
it was late at night, I believe. I think I was coming back from either work or something. It was it had to be work or class. It might have been class because I had late classes. Uh, all writing classes are at night for some reason. Uh, <laughs> they're like, and they're like four hours long. I was coming back from class or whatever or work, and they, they were just sitting in front of the dorm, in front of my dorm, and I thought, oh, someone's going to be looking for these. Oh, no, no, I didn't think that. I just said, oh, free free Apple headphones. And I picked them up. And they're good. Still good to this day. Uh, so, Quibi. So, Reno 911's on Quibi. And, uh, but the my pro, one of my big issues is, I know in two years, there's a, there's a two-year exclusivity agreement with Quibi for creators and shows, uh, wherein that you're allowed to take, after two years, the shows will stay on Quibi in their Quibi form, but you're allowed to take the show or the movie that you produce for Quibi and repackage it and send it to somewhere else and put it somewhere else. But it'll still be on Quibi. And that's an interesting thing to uh, to really think about because I can I can totally see, even though Reno 911 is over, the the 20, the half hour show itself is over. I can totally see Comedy Central taking these episodes and putting them just like they do breakouts for Key and Peele and um, their other Comedy Central shows, I assume, but I only see the Key and Peele ones. Uh, they put it on YouTube and they put it on their ComedyCentral.com to monetize it. I can definitely see that. Uh, let's see. So continue off of that Quibi notion. Jeffrey Katzenberg sat down with the New York Times to talk about Quibi's rough start. This is uh, from Nicole Sperling. Jeffrey Katzenberg blames pandemic for Quibi's rough start. Downloads of the $1.8 billion short-form streaming app meant for phones are paltry. And uh, Katzenberg says he attributes everything to the coronavirus. Now, uh, one thing I I wanted to get at was I would hope that... Just like just like Apple and just like Disney, I would have hoped that Quibi, instead of being a platform, or maybe along with being a platform, could have just been a producer. Katzenberg could have said, All that stuff that you guys don't want on your on your channels, give it to me. Allow allow me to ha- house it and I'll produce it, and you can still have it, but it'll be interesting to watch on this thing. Like, it's kind of like if, um, I don't know, um, how would, how, I don't know what I'm getting at. I would think that, all right, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? Let me think. It'd be kind of like an exclusivity agreement to air on Quibi originally first, and then instead of two years, maybe six months, say, hey, Comedy Central, here's Reno 911. But to get the true experience, you watch it on Quibi. I don't know. Anyway, Quibi fell out of the list of the 50 most downloaded free iPhone apps in the United States a week after it went live on April 6th. It is now ranked at 125 behind the game app Knock 'em All and the language learning app Duolingo. So what surprises me about that is that Duolingo is really, really low on the charts. Even with the 90-day free trial, the app has been installed to only 2.9 million customers, uh, according to Center Tower, including moi, twice, on Apple and Android. Quibi says the figure is more like 3.5 million. 
of those who have the app installed, 1.3 million are active users. Katzenberg expressed disappointment with those numbers. Is it the avalanche of people that we wanted and were going for out of launch? The answer is no. It's not what we wanted. It's not close to what we wanted. <laughs> it's not what we wanted. It's not close to what we wanted. If we knew March, and this is a this is a really good quote. If we knew on March first, when is oh excuse me? If we knew on March first, which is when we had to make the call, what we knew what we know today, you wouldn't say that that's not a good idea. The answer is it's regrettable, but we are making enough gold out of hay here that I don't regret it. Are they are they really? I don't know about that. I don't I don't I don't really see them. Uh, making a lot of money. He, and he also says later on in the piece that the daily essentials aren't that essential because not a lot of people are clicking on them. And the daily essentials are basically shows from NBC, BBC, Telemundo, and ESPN. And uh, and he says the daily essentials are not that essential. And, uh, and news, no one wants news programming, especially at a time like this. Um, and then, of course, they have Echo, E-K-O, uh, which is a company that is accusing Quibi of stealing their tech. It looks like Jesus is descending from heaven because there's a bright light next to me. and uh, But it's actually the sun, and it's being overexposed, and the camera's shot. And the sun's not even out. It's just the clouds and the clear sky. Quibi... Quibi, it's, it's a very curious thing to see, because obviously... They they could have held off, but they had all this stuff. So why would they? So it's it's a catch twenty two. They had to release because they had planned on it, but they didn't plan on this pandemic. So should they have released? Because now they're failing. What happens? Okay, so say the states are slowly opening up. Uh, say. June, July, things are returning, you know, to 70% normal. But then this fabled second wave of the coronavirus hits. What? And and, and people are using, people are using Quibi and it's not, but it's not, you know, making gangbusters, but it, people are, people are using Quibi and enjoying it. Uh, but what happens when September rolls around and the second virus, second wave hits and, uh, and nobody knows what to do? Uh, oh, and then also Quibi had given away customers' email addresses without their knowledge. And then, they, you know, obviously they fixed it from that point. So things, it's just been hampered, hampered, hampered with with stuff, uh, with, bad, with bad press. Until recently, Quibi promoted its service as a whole rather than marketing any particular show. That strategy has started to change. On a recent installment of The Last Dance, the ESPN documentary series about the on the 97-98 Chicago Bulls, Quibi ran a commercial for Blackballed, a docu-series about the National Basketball Association's banning of the Los Angeles Clippers owned owner Donald Sterling. Is that true? I do I don't remember that commercial because I and I do watch The Last Dance uh live, uh, except for this past week when I went to sleep at 10 o'clock. <laughs> uh on the season finale of Saturday Night Live this past weekend. It advertises reboot of the Comedy Central show Reno 911, and that is true because that is the exact moment when I said, "Oh, Reno 911," and I went to Quibi and I saw it. <laughs> um, oh boy, Quibi is Quibi is Quibi is a, a curious thing. I don't I I don't understand 
I want it. I want it to survive. Like there are there are people on there. There are shows on there that I just think uh, couldn't exist anywhere else. And I'm glad they have the chance to exist here. But Quibi, like Apple, and like Dis, and I, I stand by this. Like Disney Plus, that should have just been a producing thing. Uh, Apple had the capital, has the capital to start a production unit and uh, and a brand name and just say. Here, here's a show on uh, Hulu. Here's a show on Amazon. Here's a show on whatever. I know. I understand. I get the fact that you that they want the most money, uh, but it, it is also it's weird because a it's walled off. It's a walled off garden. Uh, what Apple TV is uh, compared to the other three. Uh, Apple TV is only available on Apple devices. Uh, you can watch on a PC uh, using Firefox, Chrome, Safari, but who wants to do that? I can't even, it's, I have the, I, at work, <laughs> I shouldn't mention this, but at work, I have a, a, a Mac trash can. Uh, obviously, I can watch Apple TV there, uh, I believe. I don't know. I have never tried. But I have Fire, but I have Firefox on, on there as my main internet browser. And trying to watch the Beastie Boys documentary, which is, I enjoy. Uh, I'm about halfway through. Because, uh, again, I can't watch this on the TV. But trying to watch the BC Boys documentary hurts. <laughs> Simultaneously, I Googled last weekend how to watch Apple TV uh, without Apple TV uh, on an Android on an Android device. And I have so I have this Pixel that we're using right now. And you can Chromecast, you can throw stuff through the Chromecast, uh, you can share your screen. You can you can throw music there or you can just share your screen. And uh, so I shared my screen to my uh, Google Home Hub that's that's on my nightstand, and it worked. And I was playing the Beastie Boys documentary, and it worked. I played it for a few seconds. I said, "Great." Uh, I I don't want to do that to the TV because I think a my phone's going to explode <laughs> because it's so old, and using share screen is just going to drain the battery, then make it explode. Uh, anyway, hoosers, that's uh, that's my piece on Quibi, and uh, I just I just think that it should have been a producer. It should have just been a producer and said. This is a un- unique way of watching things, and also it can live somewhere else sooner rather than later. Same thing for Apple. Apple, if Apple produced a show, and then you know you you get so popular, like look at J.J. Abrams, you get so popular, your production house gets so popular, you make a a deal with Hulu, with Amazon, with Netflix, whomever, with Crackle even. With crackle, and you could and you could say uh, the morning show is exclusively the next. You can say the morning show is exclusively on Amazon, or, or have a three year deal uh, and and split the money rather than you know put yourself off. Anyway, I should move on. Um, speaking of, you know what I I should have mentioned this earlier. Speaking of nothing, a breakable Kimmy Schmidt. Versus the Reverend is out. I realized I just held this up directly in my face. It was blocking it. And the iPad was... Anyway. Uh, the... I guess the epilogue to the Kimmy Schmidt show uh, is on Netflix. Uh, there's a show called Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt created by Robert uh, Carlock and um, uh, Tina Fey. Third Rock fame. And they ended the show on Netflix. But they also got a chance, which I think everybody should get a chance to... Uh, is to follow the series with a movie. 
And instead of just a regular movie, it's an interactive movie, just like the Puss in Boots interactive thing they've had. I think Captain uh, Captain Underpants, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, DreamWorks stuff. But, but more importantly, they all it uh, Bandersnatch popularized this whole thing. But it was done before with DreamWorks cartoon stuff, and so now. Uh, Unbreakable Commissioner has this movie out and don't go in there thinking it's a movie. Think of it as two episodes. It's, it took me about an hour to finish. I only paused it once to do something. What was I doing? Why did I pause it? Oh, I stopped it to eat. So I, (laughs) I paused it. I paused it once and then I came back. So it only took me about 50 minutes or so. Uh, but there are multiple endings. There are multiple Easter eggs. It's, it was a very fun experience. I played a third of Bandersnatch and I was so bored. Uh, I don't even think I'm in where the story takes off yet. I think I, the guy has sold his game to this company. Uh, I know I died once. Uh, but anyway, Everybody's back. Almost everybody. Yeah, I'd say about 99% of people were back. Uh, TurboVote just emailed me. That's about all the messages I get these days. Not even my friends text me. It's true. And, uh, there are multiple endings to this Kimmy Schmidt thing. I'm looking on Mashable right now. And there, anyway, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything, but there are, there are a couple of endings you can get. And then there's, you can, you can fail multiple ways. Uh, you do get redos because this is Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and it's just supposed to be a nice fun time. Uh, there's a giant pop-out ad just sitting over this article that I cannot get rid of. There's no X. There's no anything. It's just an annoying ad. And this is why I don't do things. Support these websites. Very fun. Daniel Radcliffe's in it as well. Uh, I urge you to check it out and explore your options. I think I'm going to replay it this weekend. I wanted to replay it. Actually, no, I did start. Re- I got about two minutes into a second replay. And then I realized, I said, what am I doing? This I just finished it. Anyway. All right. And then the final thing I want to talk about is Hamilton moves to Disney+. Plus. Leaving movie theaters in a lurch. This comes from Variety, written by Rebecca Rubin. Uh, this is, um, oh, you know what? Let me go back to that last article to tell you who that was written by. The uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. The, I just linked to the endings. This is written by Alexis Ned. I thought the Zoom turned off because I heard a clipping noise, but apparently it was just from the iPad. And it scared me. I looked in the reflection of my windshield and I saw the red lights still going. Yeah, you can hear that. Can't you hear that, baby? I wonder how this sounds because I don't have a microphone except for the uh, whatever the capsule I have on top of the Zoom. Any hoosers. So we knew that Hamilton years and years ago when it first hit Broadway. I believe in that first winter that it was up, they recorded, they shot a couple of their performances with the with the original cast, and then. It was in the news. I remember this being a, a, a story for people who followed who followed the Broadway. And uh, I remember that being a very big deal. And then suddenly we didn't hear about it. And, you know, what, what, what do people usually shoot those things for? They usually shoot it for an expensive Blu-ray collection after the show is on. It runs for about a, for a couple of years. Uh, but but then we got wind that maybe like two weeks ago. That the show was not two weeks ago, two months, two two or three months ago. No, no, last guys, come on! I'm shooting a podcast. I can hear your heart. We got word that uh, a couple of months ago, 
that they were going to they partnered up with Disney Plus to uh with Disney to air the show in theaters to release like a regular movie and then to put it on Disney Plus a year later. Uh then we learned this week that so that was so the movie was supposed to come out in theaters the next year on 2021. But then we got word that the movie was going to be coming out. Uh, there's a gnat in my car. Oh, God. Did you see that? It just flew. It flew by. It flew by. It's right there. Uh, that the that it was. Uh, get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, my God. Anyway, then we got word that uh, it was going to be released a year and a half early on Disney Plus's streaming service, the streaming service. Uh, the same thing happened to Onward, and it happened to, you know, a bunch of other movies that are coming out uh, on streaming services this year. And we're, it's, this is a time, this is very important because this is a time uh, in which movie theaters are suffering because of the the shutdowns and everything and the pandemic. And releasing it a year and a half early may seem like a boon for Disney and for and for those involved, um, but it's it's only going to hurt theaters in the long run. Especially Disney supports theaters, uh, so movies like uh, Black Widow and Mulan—they're being hold, they're being held back. They're already finished. They're being held back, and they'll they'll be released correspondingly <laughs> at some point. They'll be released at some point. But as it stands, this this whole Hamilton thing—you know—I think it. I think them releasing it now, I'm not defending them because I do think it's a bad decision, but I think them releasing it in July this year, a year and a half before it's supposed to be released. I think, cause I think the original release is October, 2021, uh, is them, you know, not having faith that the, the biggest musical of the past 10 years can, uh, make a billion dollars at the box office. I think this is them. And I don't want to say saving face, but, it's it's them just trying to recoup future losses, which I can only assume. And people, I mean, you know, if Broadway is shut down until September, we got that uh, in a in a in the wire a couple a couple of days ago. Broadway shut down until September. Then, oh, this guy just sped by in his old Mercedes. Uh, then, then this is a chance for people to a who love the music of Hamilton, have never seen Hamilton, experience Hamilton, and B, uh, to have the theater experience Hamilton for the first time, but then B, also have a theater experience, like a, a and by theater, I mean uh, of the British variety, the play way, but have a theater um, ex- experience. Uh, this is for everybody to have a theater experience when they just can't, when they can't, when it's impossible. So I, I, this is going to be, this is an interesting move. I do, and he just drives by again. Where is he going? (laughs) Uh, But they paid, Disney paid $75 million for this movie. So keep in mind, I should not touch my face. This is the pinky I use to open doors. (laughs) That's not a joke. I gotta stop touching my face. Uh, but the reason why they sold it to Disney was because Disney is one of the largest distributors and it should be released in theaters. But $75 million, um, oof. 
Continuing on. Continuing on. I want to sing. <sighs> okay, so yeah, then it just talks about... Uh, I just... I, I've, I have not read this piece. And I'm scanning it right now. And truly everything I have said has was said in this. And then we have In the Heights coming out. Supposed to be coming out this year. A West Side Story, I believe. Oh, oh my gosh. That would have been so nice to see. Anyway, I hope, I, hope, I hope this can bring to light the discrepancy. You know what? I, I, this is going to, like I'm saying on Soapbox, but uh, the people who saw Hamilton are not its target audience. You can say that they're the target audience. They're not. The target audience is, uh, I believe, what I be- believe to be people of color uh, and f- fans, of hip- fans of history and fans of like, hip-hop. So if you if you don't fall into that category, any of those categories, then I just don't think, you know, you just watched Hamilton because you could, because you had the money to. Uh, you know, I just, I hear about, you see the crowds. One of my issues with Hamilton was that I really wished that I could hear more about schools, middle schools, elementary schools, high schools, uh, in the New York area or in the, you know, wherever the show was touring, uh, if they would got, if they would have gotten free matinee showings shows, um, with the touring company, with the repertory company, with whatever, uh, even with the alternates that on the other studies, that'd have been great. Um, I, you know, we didn't hear about it. Maybe it did happen and there's just being coy, but that show is the biggest show in the world. So we would have heard about it. Uh, and I, I think the only people who saw it were rich people of color and rich white people. Uh, and even just, you know, regular old white people who, who had funds to go see it. Uh, I mean, it's just, anyway, off the soapbox. Listen, if you like what you heard here, and I don't know why you did, head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where we've got interviews with your favorite comedians. People you didn't even know about, but mostly people you did know about. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Nope, hold on. If you want to see a video version of this show, head on over to YouTube.com slash comedy to see me sitting in my car in the front seat with the sun shining right next to my left shoulder, right over my left shoulder. See what I wore to work today. I'm not going to tell you the audio listeners. You got to go see it. YouTube.com slash comedy. Or you might be watching the Instagram breakout. It's funny. Also on YouTube.com slash people's comedy is our premiere show, News Time, which is a show that's like the daily show. I sit down and take one subject and I hash it out. There's a script. Sometimes it's funny. This week's episode is about cable and ad spending in the pandemic um, and how they might be falling. Uh, speaking of falling, my phone has is 32 minutes of HD video. <laughs> That's a lot. You want to see, uh, listen, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram at sequels comedy. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Chad black, white, like us on Facebook, rate review and subscribe. The constitutionalist podcast, literally wherever you get your podcast. I, I just put it up on every other service. So we got Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, 
tune in. Some other ones, I think like two other ones. So literally, wherever you get your podcast, check it out. All right. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. You're the best. Goodbye.